Welcome to this episode of Screen Bites, where we discuss video games, technology, TV, and movies. In this episode, we use artificial intelligence to suggest us some topics. Gaming and mental health discuss the relationship between gaming and mental health, including the potential benefits and challenges, the effects of gaming addiction, and the role of gaming in, sh- in stress relief. Yeah, I think we can discuss that if you if you want to. What are the benefits to gaming and what are the drawbacks? And yeah, mental health is one of the drawbacks. There are some people out there that play too too much gaming and they, they don't really have a kind of life reality if you know what i mean they don't really they have friends but their friends are mostly based online and that's just i've seen a lot of people like that like there are a lot of people i've known in my lifetime where i've come across and you're like what they do is they go to college and then they go home and they play games till four o'clock in the morning then go to sleep and then play go to college and then do the same it's just the same routine and i I know people who have worked with they do the same thing as well but i'm not saying that's a bad thing some people i was about to say you you sound like you're saying it's you you make it sound like a bad thing it is kind of like i see it as a bad thing because i look at someone i'm like you have so much potential where you could be doing a lot more you know they could say ah oh, you know I really want to get a girlfriend I'm like, and I've got a girlfriend and she lives in I don't know like Portugal somewhere and she's an online character and we played online together and stuff it's not really a relationship like boyfriend girlfriend is it I, I know that seems a bit judgmental but it does sound incredibly judgmental to me yeah well to me like if I was a parent and <laughs> my kids were playing games like that like nearly 24-7 I'd go crazy that would drive me insane just get out the house. What were you like? Yeah, well, to be fair, yeah, of course. You know, I play games. Yeah, I played it. F- I got home from school, play games, but I didn't let it control me like that. Like, so some people, they don't go to sleep. They just keep playing till like four o'clock in the morning. I couldn't do that. That would drive me insane. And then the thing is, it's like, say if you have a friend that says, oh, do you want to go out and do something? You want to go to a, uh, you want to go clubbing or you want to go to a pub or do this? I would always say, yeah, but there are some people that would just say, no, nah, I'm playing my video games. But that's the thing about games gaming video games take up a lot of time you think about a film it's like how much time does a film take like one and a half to three hours depending on the length of the film so it's easy to kind of say oh yeah this film we'll watch that tomorrow night you can kind of fit it into your routine and carry on with the rest of your life with video games even if you play even if you rush through a video game most video games can be or a lot of video games can be in the tens of hours and some try to be in the hundreds of hours in terms of how much content there is to do especially if you do factor in things like side missions and collectibles and i mean i'm talking about like when i was playing fallout 4 and if i just quickly pull up i have have got 178 178 hours of playtime in Fallout 4 and I would probably say 160 of them no all of them I started playing that this this year so that's since January maybe Christmas so 178 hours since Christmas I played in Fallout 4 and you think oh how many evenings is that I've played other games since then. I think during Fallout 4, I might have played some other games for a few evenings. But compared to a TV series, you know, a TV series might be 10 hours for a season, you know, if it's like 20 episodes of half an hour. But video games, they do take up your life. And this is um, this is Fallout 4, so it's not online. It's not like I'm going on and meeting people and everything like that. So it is slightly different in that regard. I do know, like, when you're talking about it being your only social outlet, yeah. it can, obviously, that can be a little bit different. 
different. But yeah, I don't know. It is something about like people often say how video gaming can be quite it's quite good value. I also forgot you can still see my screen. <laughs> yeah, I can see your screen. There's no. Anyway, problem. I'll have a look at my Steam library. Um, yeah, anyway. I was looking at Cyberpunk. I was like, why? Is he, why did he buy that? <laughs> it's a. We'll uh, talk about this later. No, no, no. no. 103 hours. It's a very good game. Yeah, someday I'll play it when they've properly patched it and done all the updates. Well, when the DLC comes out, that's when you want to play it. Uh, let me minimise that. So, obviously, the the sort of games that I do play is different to your, um, you know, your chat rooms and your MMORPG sort of things where you're going online primarily to meet other people, the, you know, the people that are in your clan and things like that. And anytime I try to do a game like that, like GTA Online, which has got some factions or whatever, I've never really gotten into the whole social aspect. But, oh no, that was a point I making uh the the value is like you pay 20 pound to go see a two-hour film at a cinema uh, and that's like 10 pound an hour but video games like fallout 4 i paid 15 quid for that and i've got 178 hours which so it's like is that like 10p an hour a penny an hour or something like that the value is like much better for money than it is for a film you could argue it's not very good value in terms of time because it's stolen 178 hours of my, my time my evenings that i could have been spent doing other things like playing guitar spending time with friends editing podcasts that have been waiting to be edited for ages you know but you balance it you still can you can still do that what i'm trying to say is you you as a person like you have made time tonight to talk to me talk with me on this podcast you're you're not like there are people out, what i'm trying to tell you is there are people out there who will only play game and that's the only thing they do they either go to college or they go to work and then after they've done their responsibilities for that they just go home and play games and they just shut themselves in the room and they do that every day that's that to me but even that isn't necessarily a bad thing it's terrible is it yeah is it, really? it is to me because you're like how is that person get, like social skills must be like <laughs> shit well, yeah, but you don't have to be a, a video game nerd to have really bad social skills. You could just hang out on Reddit all day. Yeah, I don't. To me, because I was like, you know, because I've got kids and I, my, in my head I was like, should I expose them to games? And I kind of felt like, eh, I think I should because it's like everyone else is going to be playing games at their age anyway. And they only introduce them to like Rayman and stuff. And the problem is like my son, he really likes Batman. He's really into Batman, and he saw because I was playing Rayman on on the PS3, and I've got Batman on there, and he could see Batman. <laughs> and he goes Batman, and he was. When you say you got Batman on there, like I had like uh, back Batman Ar- Arkham City or one of the one of the. Ar- oh, he Arkham... could just see it as one of the things. Okay. Yeah, on the on the on the dash uh, screen. I was thinking, like, it was like, is Batman a character in Rayman? No, 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 no. It's not like Fortnite or anything. No, no. So he, he just, you know what kids are like? They just don't stop mm-hmm. until they get what they want. So I was like, oh, whatever. So I put on like, um, I'm really silly. I put on like Batman Arkham Asylum. You know, started playing that, and I was like, I was looking at this. I was thinking, mm, you know what? No, this isn't. <laughs> I don't think this is appropriate. This is not appropriate for you. And I just, I turned it off, and he started. He went completely like. <laughs> And then ever since then, he's like, Shed, I want to go to the Shed. I want to play Batman. <laughs> I'm just like, no, we're not, play- we're not playing Batman. You need to get a, um, is there a kid-friendly game, Batman game? I think there's like, uh, so so yeah, I'm thinking just buying like your game. You're going to have to. The Lego Batman or something, you know what I mean? This is the problem with uh, something like Batman, which is 
both a really kid-friendly um, but also an incredibly not kid-friendly uh, sort of property. Yeah. You've got you've got those two extremes where it's like, oh, yeah, this is Batman, but no, no, you cannot watch this. This is not appropriate for you. The thing is, they... My my kids really enjoy Rayman, and then I put on Peppa Pig the game, and they st- and I started playing that, and I'm like, they really like like Eva, Eva likes Peppa Pig, but she she wasn't even impressed. She was like, this is rubbish. Like you press a button and it, and it just does some sort of like event, like goes on the swing. So, but yeah, I, I try not to um introduce them. I think it's okay to have kids play games, but what I'm worried about is my like because I went. Oh, hang on, hold on. Peppa Pig World Adventures launch trailer. Have you got it? Can you hear the sound? Are we going to get a copyright strike? No, 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 just to you. I can do the voice. Hi, I'm Peppa Pig. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. This is for the PS4 and PS5. Coming out soon. No, it's already out. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is like, I went to a house uh, about a year ago. We went to go and visit uh, these people, and the dad was like, son, come downstairs. There are guests in the house. Come downstairs. And he wouldn't come down. And then they were like, oh, please stay for dinner. So it was like, oh, great. Yeah, okay, we'll stay for dinner. Son, come down and eat your dinner. And then like five minutes later, he comes down, picks up his plate and goes upstairs. And he's playing, he must have been playing like Fortnite or something. Because they bought him like a computer or they bought him like an Xbox. And they were like, that was like the worst thing they've ever done. This boy's like, must be like 12, 13. I would not, never, ever have my kid do that. If my kid, if I had a guest around my house and my kid didn't come down and say hello, I'd throw the thing out the window. <laughs> nah, this is, that is quite common. This is getting really common, though. Yeah, it's a big problem. Where And it's not even just this generation. Um, no, it's the last generation. Because that's what I'm saying. I've experienced this, like, growing up. I've, I've known people in college and they do this as well. I know people at work as well, like, not currently, but uh, I know people who I've worked in in the past. They've had the attitude of just playing games. But like I say, you know, if you're if you're a gr- if you're a grown adult, like if you're over twenty, just do what you want. But if you got like yeah, but you, you don't want to start young. It, it's definitely worse now because you got games like Fortnite and Rocket League and uh, Fall Guys, which are all free games where you can. There's no excuse not to have it or play it. And you probably got people who are playing these games with their friends. They don't even like the game but literally the only reason they're there is because they want to hang out with their friends and yeah exactly peer pressure i'm not going to be old man laments playing outside when he was a teenager or a child because old man tommy that was never me i never used to do that because all my friends lived in sundon park and i lived in lee grave and there was like three miles between us so that that's not a luxury i had to 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 do but at the same time, if if a less than 12-year-old child is learning to spend all their evenings inside screaming through the headset at their friends, you know, and they might genuinely be having fun, obviously you can suggest that that might not be setting them up for the best course in life. Now, it's perfectly fine if they're doing that two times a week, three times a week, but yes, if they're doing it every single night and they become, you know, they, they start not coming down for dinner, not spending any time at all with family, not doing other things like playing sports or something like that, then yeah, like that video game or not even a video game, but the the peer pressure uh, to, to spend all their time within a video game is probably sort of intruding too much into their life. But 
I've spoken to parents who I work with and from their perspective, it's like they don't necessarily know what to do because the answer isn't as cut and dry or as simple as you think because it's like if you restrict them from playing the games, you are basically cutting them off from seeing their friends and it, it depends on the social circle they're in and the type of person that they are. So if you're a person, if you're an extrovert, uh, if you're a child and you're an extrovert and you need to speak to people and now it's 2023 and the only way you can speak to your friends outside side of school is to play Fortnite. then how are you going to see them outside in the park in the street because they're not going to be there if you take someone like me who once i got home i forgot all my friends existed until nine o'clock the next day i was absolutely fine to spend my evenings doing whatever it was whether it was playing video games or playing an instrument or seeing other things or doing church events and that so i mean that does obviously depend on the child and child themselves and but it's it's hard for a parent to to say no you can't play your video games because you in a sense you're kind of stopping them from having that social interaction that they need to have that they need to have at such a young age when, when we grow up we didn't really have the online capabilities of what these children have now it was just about starting no and even if there was online gaming there wasn't uh you could you could play against your friends but you couldn't talk to each other no you might be able to chat, but there's definitely no talking over like Skype or anything. It was only till like I know the Xbox original did do it, but I never, never subscribed. Yeah, but to only, it. only rich people had the original Xbox, so like I had one. Us. I had one, but I oh, never, right. su- I never subscribed. That's the thing I'm trying to say. I never subscribed to Xbox Live because I just didn't know anything about it. It was only till like um, Gears of War, and we went round someone's house, and they were playing Gears of War online, and we were just like, me and my brother was like, this is awesome, like, and then yeah, they had the you get the mic included with the 360 back in the day i believe or you or if you buy the xbox live year membership because you had the, like a case didn't you and then you had to oh, i came in very late i got the uh 360 slim and believe me that came with just a console the power cable and you, if you're lucky you got a controller we had we had like must have been like the launch one because we got the the version that didn't have hdmi it only supported component that's how early we were but then we had it for about a year and then we were like we went around someone's house who had a 360 and they were playing like Halo 3 or it might have been Halo 2 online and they had Gears of War as well and they were playing that online so that was pretty good but I think uh, yeah it definitely like when I was playing after school I only played for like a few hours and then I'd do something else like watch a movie or spend time with friends go and play football you know but these kids but like but you say but that's what that, that's kind of the point i was trying to make is like you would go and play football with your mates but if all of your mates aren't playing football and they're playing rocket league instead what are you going to do like just say oh you can't spend any time with your friends because they're not going outside uh, you can and well no for me what i would do is say like well <laughs> you've got football practice my friend we gotta go i'm not talking about football practice i'm talking about like kicking a ball about in a street you know just hanging out yeah i know I suppose that's the thing. You have to give them activities and give them hobbies which they're passionate about. And you're like, okay. Well, then you can't give them. That's the whole point. You can't give them for them to be that passionate about. But I understand it's like today. It's like, it's a really rainy day and my kids get home and they're like bored. And you're like, you're thinking in your head, it's like, mm, should I just get like one of the game consoles out and stick it on the TV? That'll give them a bit of entertainment. But you see, it's like you can you can turn that into like a good bonding session, like especially if you've got some like old retro games. It's like these are this only comes out on not special occasions, but like this comes out rarely, like less than once a month. Like it's a really miserable rainy day. Oh, let's get the uh, let's get the old GameCube out. That kind of thing, where it's like, oh, like 
the the three or four of you kind of sit down and you play old video games together that just don't require any internet or anything and, and it's just you know it, it's fun to to watch people play the game to help each other out that kind of stuff which goes quite well with like older video games um particularly like puzzle based ones or challenge based ones i suppose also we need to talk about um the benefits of like the elderly because there was a period with the wii where it was seen as a good thing for elderly people to get them out of the out of their uh, armchairs and start doing bowling and some tennis do you think that worked i think so yeah there's a you see a lot of people especially in the, like nursing homes and stuff they have a wii yeah and the wii fit board as well got quite popular didn't it and i still think i still think it, it was you could use that now and you could still have a lot of fun with it it's, su- it's, it's such a good concept 140 nah, if you, you go to see brand new apparently if you go to cex you can pick that up for a quid yeah i've just just googled it mate that's all uh, that's, uh, yeah. just saw it there for 150 quid yeah, it's not worth that. You can get it for a quid. I've got one. You can have one of mine. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't have a Wii. I thought you did. He's going to sell it to me no, I, for like 35 quid. Not... <laughs> no, I wasn't. Oh, that was your sister's? Parents. Oh, your parents, sorry. But um, yeah, no, like in terms of gaming for the well, elderly. The, th- the thing about vid- video games and, el- and the elderly people is quite interesting because you kind of get, uh, there's, there's a few things going on simultaneously. One is that a lot of elderly um, a lot of the older generations like to pretend that they can't use computers or anything, which is complete and utter bullshit because they're the generation and the generation before them were the ones that kind of invented the whole thing. So there are clever people around who could use those systems. And there's plenty of people that age who do play video games. You know, I, I know there's less of them, but that's just because they're not interested, not because they're not capable. Uh, you know, you've got the Skyrim granny. Oh, yeah. Um, I've seen some people on Reddit who talk about, oh, you know, these are the games I'm playing and look, I'm in my 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. And then, you know, the younger generation look up and they're like, oh, I'm surprised by what you've just said. But of course there are people of that age playing it. Yeah, I, I know someone who's like... Hold on a sec. Yeah, I just heard your dog. Is he all right? Spooked by me. Sorry. Uh, Jasper's uh, just slid down the kitchen for... <laughs> kitchen it's laid across the kitchen floor uh what were you saying well i was saying uh, i know i know someone that's like in their 60s that is really into gaming uh, pretty good as well so there are yeah there are a few good people out there and it's and it's it's like do you know what and i think my granddad had a nintendo ds for you know just to play like sudoku yeah 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 and it's like and it, it's not that people don't people of those older generations didn't play video games because like i said video games were invented by their generation so people in the, at those ages were also playing them uh so it's like some people have been playing them for 30 years you know since the 90s and were 30 when they started and are now 60 or you've got people who are picking them up for health reasons because they want uh, brain stimulation or like saying with the wee fit try and keep moving and they can't especially for people who are like housebound the wee fit and is the switch version as good i'm not really sure but you've got the their options that are slightly more dynamic than and in some ways cheaper than like home exercise equipment so yeah 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 that's, you could pick up like a wii for like on ebay for like probably like 30 quid 40 quid which isn't too bad and with the controllers and then you get wii sports or you can i was gonna say you could mod, mod it but if you're an elderly person you probably wouldn't know how to do unlikely. that <laughs> yeah unlikely. that's true but you could pick up wii sports quite easily because it came with every console so there's it's not like that's going to be expensive either is it the game itself yeah i think that's one 
huge benefit, especially when the Wii did come out. It kind of brought the fitness back into, well, started bringing fitness into games, didn't it? I do remember logging on quite often to the Wii Fit channel, and it would do that thing. It was like, oh, it's been three days since you logged in. Well done. And then there was the inevitable, it's been 500 days since you've last logged in. Where have you been? You did the weighing and all that as well. Did you, you didn't have a Wii Fitball? No, we did. Oh, you did? What was you? Like, was you, was you overweight? I, I was never overweight. I was just below it. I was always in the green. Just like just about in the green mate i'm so skinny i don't think i've ever hit the uh the bmi thing that made it go orange or red or whatever but apparently i've um i was watching a video or listening to a podcast and um or it might have just been a random youtube video the when your body shape changed in the wii it it had some sound effects and they were not nice sound effects so as you change from like a slim person to a fat person it was like it was like um it's like this this low pitch trumpet noise but if you went from like a fat to a thin it was like a high pitched trumpet noise and it's like it's one of those things like that's so horrible but also it was the 2000s and it was it's actually quite funny at the same time the thing is with the Wii Sports I do remember that that was one of the things in in my head that got me to go to the gym because I was like I wanted to just lose weight and every 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 night before I went to sleep I did like this uh quick uh running I think it might have been for the Wii Fit uh Wii, Wii Sports Plus and you could do like a running exercise and you got the con- you just hold the control and you just run on the spot it takes you like two minutes but I did that and my dad's like what are you doing man <laughs> You gotta lose weight with that. But that kind of got. You don't lose weight by doing exercise. You lose weight by eating less. Yeah. Well, eating healthily. Yeah, eating healthily. And then, because all you do, when you exercise. Well, it helps. So when you exercise, you're, you're burning your calories. And if you're eating less calories, then you, you're losing more weight. Well, yeah, you can't. But you're kind of turning those calories from fat to muscle, which it's not necessarily means you're losing weight. It doesn't mean you're not getting healthier it just mean doesn't necessarily mean you're losing weight and also you know as it's turned out the bmi is complete trash and you shouldn't listen to it at all so that the whole the whole premise of the we fit it was really heavily leaning into the bmi which was quite popular at the time but it's since come out and i think we vaguely knew it at the time but the bmi is completely false you know there's nothing there's no nothing really true about the way it works because you could have someone who is quite tall and muscly but the bmi will tell you that they're overweight and it's just not really a good index of someone's health really but in terms of the the we starting that fitness trend i think that helped a lot of people think about think, think about exercise and stuff yeah with see i was gonna say like like you said the we started off the sort of like the physical exercise trend but like it was things like the nintendo ds like the handheld stuff that kind of there was a lot of brain games on there and i think some of that some of that has moved on to phones now because obviously there's no real handheld markets outside of the niche but it but it has meant that that there are people who like i mean i actually play scrabble on my lunch breaks because you know i'm an old fart now so that's what i do to to have fun and i'm getting quite good at it i think compared to what i was six months ago before i started and you know some you know people are doing the same things with like sudoku or other games as well like the iq plus games or whatever yeah because it's basically when you when you do something it's like with anything in life if you don't do something on a consistent basis then you'll you'll forget 
a lot quicker than you would if you, if you do it it's like uh, a good example is like when I'm doing work we have to do like this daily checks and I've recently been asked to do it after like four years of doing it and there is a document but it kind of like takes a while to get into it once you get into like the third day then you're like okay you know what you're doing now yeah but it kind of just takes that for me like one or two days to get back into saying before you can be like oh okay yeah i know what i'm doing again now but in terms of um depression like what what we talked about last week about the gambling people gambling away money that they haven't got because they're like they just they just need that special item that special clothes special armor and then you got the studios are like having the microtransaction as as slot machines and stuff. It's not great, not great. I would say that is what causes a bit of depression with people feeling like, oh, I gotta get my fix. It's oh, I won last time. I'm sure I'm gonna win again. The booming mobile gaming industry, its impact on the gaming landscape, popular mobile game trends, and the future of mobile gaming. The thing is, mobile gaming it did take off back in like 2010, 11, 12. But I wouldn't say it's like there was there was a takeoff period then, but it's kind of leveled out now. I wouldn't say it's like on the rise. Yeah, there is mobile gaming. What makes you say it's not? Because a lot of mobile games now are shutting down. Like you know, there was a PUBG mobile game. Yeah, that's shutting down. Yes, but PUBG is a real game. Yes, but what I'm trying to say is like the the industry in which there's a there's a mobile division and people are interested in it on these mobile games. We should make like a try and make a a port of our games. No, 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 no. That's not what this is talking about. No, this is talk, this is this is things like Candy Crush and Temple Run and. I know what that's saying. I know what, I know what it's saying, but it's saying the right. It did say about the rise and the rise of mobile gaming. Is, is not as well as people think because there are a lot of, of these ports now shutting down because they're not getting enough people playing them. Yeah, but it's that's not what mobile gaming is. Like, mobile gaming is small, little things. Yeah, but that's what it's become. Yeah, it has become that. But that's the thing. It's like, you're, I know why you're lamenting the fact that there aren't real games on mobile anymore. And that is a perfectly valid thing to have. But the fact is, it's like mobile gaming is basically just turned into a game things that you can just quickly do in the five minutes while you're waiting for your coffee or waiting for the bus to arrive things like that things that aren't they they don't really always challenge you it's actually quite funny like coming off the back of talking about brain games and things like that mobile gaming is usually quite aimless and I'm not throwing shade at anyone who plays any of these games, but if you're doing things like, is it Candy Crush, where you're kind of like matching the shapes and the colours? It's a bit like the old bubble game on the PlayStation. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, I think. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. It's, it the, the games themselves are fine, but they're just not... They're not exhilarating in the same way as, like, a AAA or, or even you know just anything on the on on a true gaming platform it's just a different thing altogether it plays into a different type of person as well or a different mindset so you might have someone who plays fallout 4 in the evening but also plays candy crush on the bus uh, personally myself i've never really gotten into many of these games like back in the early 2010s just like anyone else i played angry birds and temple run and uh, maybe a few other things um i think like uh, that fruit ninja the reason i played those games is because they came out on a touchscreen when touchscreens were still new and a, a novel idea like do you remember back in the day when there was like the carling app on your phone and you could pretend to drink a pint of beer 
And Angry Birds and Fruit Ninja, they came out at the same time as that. They came out into that really young mobile app market. So pretending you're a ninja going slash, slish, whoosh, wash on your phone was really fun because you'd never done it before. Or if you had a touchscreen phone, like the touchscreen phones before the iPhone were really sh- like genuinely rubbish like they were just horrible to use and i, I apologize to jen who had to touch screen before the iphone the games now aren't terribly different to what the games were back then but without that whole sense of it coming out on on this sort of like whole new touchscreen platform at least for me how i feel is like i've gotten over those sort of games and i'd rather go back to a, a, a gaming pc or a console the only game that really has held up for me well i've got two games on the uh, on the ipad that i still play and one is the brave version of temple run because it's it it runs on my ipad it doesn't crash like it does on my, my iphone and i think it's slightly better than the normal version of temple run the other one i still like to play is monopoly it's quite an old version of the monopoly and it's probably going to stop working soon because they stopped developing it about five or six years ago and every so often i get error messages saying it's not going to run those are the only two games that i really play at all and like i say like they're very very old ios games i don't really play any of the new ones i keep seeing ads for like well i'll tell you what i keep seeing ads for the um this sort of semi rts world building games i don't know if you've seen any of those yeah i've seen some trying to I can't remember what they're called, but there's usually some kind of... Age of Empires. No, it's like some half-scantily clad woman trying to... Rip off. ...entice you into playing this really, actually quite rubbish game. They're just there to kind of try and get you to pay in-app purchase to kind of not do the whole waiting. Oh, that's something I remember as well. Like, all these games that were on the iPhone or... uh, Do you you remember when Facebook had games on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember, like, loads of people getting caught on their phones playing Facebook games yeah because it's like back in the day there was thing you, you had your games like farmville i'm sure everyone knows what farmville is but even before farmville there were games on facebook that were just uh there was three games that i used to play and it was one was a tank game one was a battleship game and the other was a a, a plane game a, a air force game and they were essentially the same game but just with the three different things and genuinely i cannot remember what you had to do but it was a very simple game where you kind of like chose i guess it was like turn-based sort of thing or it was gam not gambling but it was like luck and you kind of like you picked what you're going to do and then an outcome would come out and you either won or you lost so you'd gain points or you'd lose your units that you'd just spend on that on that battle or something um, and that was basically almost like a could almost have just been a, like a powerpoint slideshow Th- the whole thing around those games is that there was this whole invite your friends to get more goes to play or invite your friends to get more crops to grow in your farm or something like that you know i'm just suddenly remembering all of these notifications from farmville and there was this restaurant one and i remember going on holiday and going for a seven day holiday and thinking oh i need to plan the crops in my farmville so that i grow three day plants from tuesday to friday but then on friday i need to put corn because corn takes four days to grow but doesn't die until four days later so that gives me eight days so if i do it on the friday when we get back on the saturday i might be able to harvest it before it all dies and it's just it was crazy how we would play these sort of like real-time games that kind of like use the real like the actual real world but at least then you couldn't play you, you couldn't pay money to advance them like you like they're trying to get you to do now the only game i remember playing was probably fallout 
Shelter. Yeah, but that's a real game, though, isn't it? Oh no, no, no. That's oh, is that the one they put onto the? So just before Fallout Four came out, wasn't it? Yeah, they they when they announced, I think when they showed off Fallout Four, they were like, okay, yeah, we got this game as well. It's coming out on the iOS and Android, and it wasn't too bad. And then I think yeah, they released it for consoles as well. You can play it on consoles now, but it, it first came out on uh, the app stores on phone and tablets. It's still being developed. Uh, the last update was a month ago. It's a pretty good game. I remember playing it. And I kind of enjoyed it. Um, I can't remember if there was in-game microtransactions, though. I'm sure there was. Yes, there was. Bundle of five lunchbox. I'm not laughing at you. Have you seen what's just happened on the screen? Yeah, I see Log line. <laughs> when a popular podcast host begins receiving chilling anonymous messages after each episode, she must deliver deep into her listeners' lives and comfort her own past to uncover the truth before it consumes her. <laughs> Basically, I said, can you suggest a new script? As in thinking, oh, like writing out the uh, oh, the, the, the final paragraph. So it's literally given a three-act script with an epilogue. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we can, let's sell it let's sell it Sarah, what is it Sarah introduce Sarah Turner a what is that charismatic and successful host Sarah Turner a charismatic and successful host of the popular podcast Screen Bites which explores the world of films and TV shows Sarah concludes her latest episode with her usual sign off requesting comments likes and follows on YouTube and her podcast platforms as she reads the comments and reviews she comes across an anonymous message that reads, you don't know who's really listening. Beware, Sarah. Beware! Sarah dismisses it as a prank, but becomes increasingly disturbed as more anonymous messages follow with cryptic warnings and references to her personal life. And this is where the AI has just gone really weird and we should probably leave it there. Uh, Tommy, just um, just do the same thing. Um, read that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Screen Bites. Please comment and like on YouTube or follow us in your podcast app of choice.